Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Soft. Extra. What was that in life? Extra team. You ever seen life, Austin? When Eddie Murphy said he's soft. You, Jalen you Brown, eat you your was, cornbread. You was soft. <laughs> I've only played the board game life. I've not seen the. Well, this movie. is different. The you haven't seen good. Eddie Murphy, Martin Wait, Lawrence. You haven't DP, seen it. DP, you know, God. we need to send him on the Ebonics trail. We, gotta, like we, we really got to send him on the we weekend, to, don't we? We had to do it for Nick, right? Yep. And we got I forget, and then after I after we sent Nick, he's over there at, at Oasis getting his hair cut, or yep. over there getting his hair cut. Right, he had to get his first fade. He's over there at Burks. Excuse me, Austin ain't had a fade yet. Then we got to do Nate. Austin's Nate. hair doesn't work like that. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Nate had You don't hair. know? Oh, yeah. Oh, you ain't you seen the dude on the internet? You haven't seen the dude on Instagram? Oh, yeah. We're going to do we're gonna Yeah, we're going to have to hook you up, man. <laughs> so we got a brother rising. We're going to have to give him a to-do list. But uh, this is old school. Back to This is the original OG today on uh, the day after Memorial Day. We want to give up props to everybody that served. It's very rarely, I will say, DP, if you don't know somebody that has served in armed forces in some form or fashion. So we want to give them props before we get into that lost, that ultimate sacrifice and stuff that people way talk tougher about than any drinks. football player, basketball player, any UFC fighter. Those guys are more selfless and tougher than anybody or majority of people walking there. So we want to give them the props day after. It doesn't matter every day. Always. Uh, when you see them out there in uh, you know, in public, always give them the props because they are, uh, given the ultimate ultimate sacrifice to help us to uh, have a safe, uh, you know, Uncle daily, Thomas, daily life. man, he went went to Vietnam. He went to Vietnam. He was the coolest cat I ever met. My Uncle Thomas. He lived, uh, you know, he lived in the same neighborhood, even in the late sixties. And I'm even young. I when you know, I don't even know what cool cool isn't a word yet, but I know you that's know cool. it. Yeah, because he dressed different. He walked different. He talked different. And went to Vietnam and never came back. And it was that thing. It was it was two parts because my auntie said there's two parts to Memorial Day: those that go over and don't come back, and then those that come back that aren't the same. Right. Yeah. And she said right because the sacrifice is the sacrifice. Yeah, and you see some things that you <laughs> the know, sacrifice is the sacrifice. And I'm an Arlington kid, and I spent many a, a, a day in my youth on Memorial Day and July Fourth. We would go down. To, I mean, I could get on my bike and ride to Arlington Cemetery. And so that's what we would do. And then we would get off our bikes. And this is back in the day when you could leave your bike in public, right, and come back an hour later and it's still there. <laughs> right, yeah. But we would go and pay tribute. And we were amongst the first people who started to leave flags. Uh, they would hire you. And they needed people. And they saw a little kid running around. Hey, can you carry some flags down this row? Can you carry some flags down this row? So that ultimate sacrifice, man, oh, man, bravo. Bravo, yeah, y'all better. Winning. Give, the, give those props out to everybody. And then uh, back to business, the yes, old sir. school, yes, uh, the OG way is brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients of Butcher Shop, located at 84th and Havelock. I hope everybody had took the uh, advice of us to go down there before Memorial Day because everybody <laughs> is grilling and chilling on Memorial Day. If not, it's going to be another uh, scorcher this week with uh, 
good temperatures outside to obviously uh, throw some stuff on the grill or bring uh, ready-made uh, meals for single serving and family serving home. So with that being said, big game last night. Obviously, the uh, Miami Heat uh, had uh, you know their way with the Boston Celtics. I think they kind of felt like Boston Celtics can win three but they can't win four in a row. I think it's a mentality thing. I'm going to tell you this. This this is new. It, this is what hurts kids these days, but then obviously professionals. It's a new age idea of basketball of we're going to show up and shoot threes no matter what, right? So at the end of the day, right, the Celtics had control of game six, but they continue to shoot threes. But it lets you know down the stretch – when a team is going to defend the three and then either and then they're going to make they're going to make you miss and they keep getting twos and three point plays and free throws they can come back within a minute Celtics look lethargic at the end of game 6 in half court offense they looked flat out pathetic last night and that reason why is because you start out 4 for 6 and then you go 4 for 23 and you are highly paid NBA players you went they in the first half i think they were 4 for 21 on threes the night before or the game before they were 7 of 35 so for the last two games you couldn't hit the broad side of a barn you're lucky enough that white did the best thing that you could do as a player is play to the end of the game and obviously follow a missed shot and it was a perfect bounce and a perfect putback but you show up on a must win game to get in the nba championship and just jacking up threes I mean, un, unsolicited threes. One of the things I saw, and I knew the game was over, in the first quarter, I think, you know, obviously Miami was down, then they got up by four. Jalen Brown just came over half court before guys could get set up. It was one pass and shot a deep three. Okay, I would say, you're not Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal. You're not that type of three-point shooter, Right. You're you're a drive and kick open three point shooter. You're you're a guy that hit maybe a transition three where you're hugging the three point line. That let me know you're not even in the realm of a game seven. And Miami just said, look, we just got to keep it close and they'll they'll falter. That that loss last night with the Celtics told me more about the Celtics Celtics than what I already knew about the Miami Heat because Miami Heat win lose or draw are going to play the same every night. That's why they've been, always continually be in the fight. The Celtics showed me. When it came down to it, that you weren't willing to change to get better, and you kind of thought, okay, well, we won this game by playing our way. We're going to win the next one. Like, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. We've heard that before around here, okay? Straight up. You, What do you think? You're going to shoot threes better in the playoffs? You didn't play 82 regular season games, two playoff series, and here you are in the Eastern Conference Championship. You don't think your legs are tired and you think you're going to shoot at the same clip as when you're at the basketball apex at the beginning of the season? To me, a team that's essentially the same rinse and repeat team from last year, it lets you know you had no idea what it took to get over the next hump or get over the hump to be an NBA champion. We were ta- we were talking about me, Haas, and Harris. We were talking about it yesterday or Sunday because I said – the deep when people hear take drag them in deep water and see how they swim, everybody thinks deep water is deep water until you really get into a battle. That's Miami in the middle of a championship game taking a knee because thinking they sharks and then getting in real deep water with some real sharks and you recognize, oh boy, I have made a terrible mistake because I got comfortable when I wasn't done fighting. Right. So with Boston, what they found out. One, they were outcoached in, in, in Game 7. The biggest, the biggest lead, Barry, is that, look, 
young genius over there tore up the Celtics. He out-coached them. The Celtics walked on the floor in Game 7 as though they were still playing Game 6. Exactly. Third quarter of Game 6. Right. Right? They did And all the while, Spolster's over there taking notes. Okay. This is this is the thing they're having a problem with. We're going to open with this. And the attack mode was simply making the elite defenders on Boston work harder than they've ever worked before. And they didn't even want to work. Well, when you make the, the lead dogs tired – them other dogs, man, who ain't used to really working that hard, can't pull the difference. They went at Smart, made him make the bad decisions. What you go to you look, Horford for everything he was trying to do. What everybody in the league knows about Horford is, if you make him work defensively, if you make him work from middle of paint to to, to three point line, it affects him offensively, and then affects him defensively. Right. That's what the the Heat did. And the Celtics never – he never adjusted. He never adjusted. He never came out. Is that more on coaching or on the players out there, DP? And we'll get into it the second segment because mm-hmm. I, I view it like you're, you're, you're 100% right. But then I'm going to go to the Celtics offensively. The reason why they got so tired on defense, because they weren't playing offense. Because their offense – the best way to kind of slow down a game or to get rest is to, is to run legitimate half-court offense. Mm-hmm. So even when Miami threw that 2-3 zone, at you or when they try to up the pressure defensively you know are you are you secondary cutting are you setting good screens are you reversing the ball actually dp when they did and they made the extra pass or two they got open threes and those are the one they made instead of the one pass or one two pass and shoot with a guy right in our face or we're falling to the side or it's a three just because we think we need to shoot and there's 12 seconds left on the shot clock well guess what happens on long shots long rebounds now you're running back on defense. Guys are, in, you know, in frantic mode. Yep. And Miami is just one, two, three pass, getting to our spots. I call it killing the paint, getting in the paint, then make decisions from there and start making shots because what they don't realize, whether it's Caleb Martin going against Horford or Williams, and, yes, they have the height advantage, but when you're in the paint, everything seemed pretty much equal, right? And so when you saw Caleb Martin do that, he started to get into the rim. He's starting to hit his mid-range. He's a good open open three, especially on the second pass. Boston wasn't anywhere to be found. And I'm willing to bet the coach made adjustments during timeouts. I don't think their leaders were engaged. Their body language was horrible, right? They were just okay with just getting there because they thought, we won this game. There's no way in the world we can lose this game. That's kind of like showing up for a home football game against Troy, Northern Illinois, somebody like that, McKinney and thinking State, just because Paul we're State. just because we're at home, they're gonna lay down. Look, <laughs> everything's on the line, and if there's one team that's gonna punch you dead in the face when they're when their backs against the wall or on the ground, is the Miami Heat. So, Fighters, fighters. We're gonna talk more into that because I think there's things that you can take from the Miami Heat's mentality talk about Nebraska or just talk about sports in general and how we can maybe prognosticate this nug- nuggets in the heat finals. Cause uh, it's finally set a week later, but it's finally set. So after we come after, after a short break is DP Jay Foreman and Austin NBA playoff talk. You're listening to old school with DP and Jay download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93, seven, the ticket and the ticket FM.com.